I think that my USP to the market, you know, my my sales pitch, my unique sales pitch to whatever I'm doing is I'm less on the theoretical side of things. I'm more of a practical side of things and sales is practical. Good morning and welcome to the latest episode of Tech Salesclass with me, James Hounslow. Uh, and today I'm super excited to have Alex Behoves on the show today. Alex, how are you doing? How are you doing, buddy? It's all good. Good. I was really keen to get Alex on the show for a number of reasons. I've been talking to a lot of Israeli entrepreneurs in recent weeks and months, uh, just trying to share some support and advice and, and guidance on growing, scaling tech businesses within Israel. Um, and, and Alex, you are an entrepreneur yourself. You lecture in universities and you are a, a mentor to many people. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be some sound advice coming across from you. And I'm super excited to, uh, to unpack some of the uh, the knowledge that you have. So a way of getting Thank started you. always sounds better. Alex, if you could just give a brief synopsis of who you are. Thank you. First of all, James, thank you very much for having me for on this podcast. So in, in short, uh, just to give you a context, uh, I'm a co-founder in one of the most interesting startups in here in Israel. We're already working with the Israeli government for twice, working with big uh, and major health organizations. We call it SPS slash APP. I'm also an advisory board for several more startups uh, in everything that's related for deep tech, e-commerce, and other very interesting uh, segments. I run one of the biggest communities here in Israel called Rutekayel. It's um, it's designated for Russian-speaking entrepreneurs. Um, here in Israel, Russian Russian-speaking, um, it's it's a, it's a huge community with over one million members. And I ran one a more more modest community with over one thousand members. But everyone is related somehow to tech entrepreneurship. And as you mentioned. I'm also mentoring accelerators and working with a lot of CEOs, co-founders, founders, and I'm a lecturer in the HIT Institute of Israel. I always like to start with how did you find your way into startups and what do you love about startups that's made you kind of put your whole work life around them all? It's challenging with just one, but you seem to be getting yourself involved with many. Well, thank you. Brilliant question, and and you know it's always you know it always keep uh, getting back to the core of why I'm doing what I'm doing, and uh, the the honest question is the honest answer is that I'm doing sales and business development for over ten years. This is where I started doing sales, and and because because of my uh, work nature, I used to you know come across with so many startups, with so many different uh, you know companies, uh, it it companies. And I always found fascinating to meet with people that they 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 just from idea just you know kind of a, from a story they brought it into life. And I said, you know what, I, I also have a lot of ideas, you know, and I want to know how can I do it? How can I seriously? How can I take this idea that I have? How to make you know the the, the famous word, how to make the world a better place, right? And how do I turn it to reality? And this is how I started. I said, okay, I have to. Either make up make up startup of my own, or join a startup in a very early stage. Which, by the way, this is what I did with this current startup. I I joined in a very very early, a early early stage, and then we've been able to grow it to what it is today, and hopefully um, to a unicorn in the future. So let's tap into the advisory piece that you do first. Um... 
your background is sales so i'm guessing when you go into advisory it's around sales and marketing is that right it's uh, it's around i would say four four five major pillars so the pillar number one that you said is sales that everything related to finding the right sales representative finding the target audience how to refine what is our target audience uh, building partnerships uh, so second pillar is the business development talking about strategy how to take you know one plus one equals much more than three you know, sort of a business development, joint ventures, opening new markets uh, and uh, marketing. And I would say that everything here is being circled by some tips and uh, best practices of management. Mm-hmm. You know, how to take this whole organization, doesn't matter if you're a developer or if you're a HR, a HR manager or whatever, but everything, everyone has to steer to the same, you know, on the same direction. It's a boat. Only one person holds the wheel, but everyone else has to work their through, work their, that yeah. everyone steers on the same relation. So this is one one of the things that I I, I I talk a lot. And so this is kind of a, the advisory board I give. And of course, because I have a lot of connections in the ecosystem, so it's always helpful if whatever you need, uh, new, new uh, investors, uh, CTOs, answers to specific questions. So it's always helps. I'm guessing, and, and you'll be able to correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, that founders will reach out to you probably based on the fact that they're having some sleepless nights on the sales side of it. And then that's probably the way you you get through the door. And then obviously your your skill set goes much further than that. What's been the at this early stage kind of seed or pre-seed around a business where they're getting somebody in with business development skills. What's been the kind of main challenges that you've seen these companies facing and why they've said, right, we need to get, we need to get on the phone to Alex. We need to bring him in. Cause I'm guessing they probably had a sleepless night. Although they, they get up the next morning and go, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to call Alex. Well, I wish it was the case, you know, James, I wish it was <laughs> the case, but usually when uh, I'm mostly introduced to companies, and you know it's kind of a spread the word like you should meet with Alex or you know what you're you're facing a challenge that Alex you know helped to solve or you should pick his brain on this. Uh, but he, I think the major problem is that no one really kind of uh, gets into the position where he reach out reach out to other people and say oh I have a problem here is you know it's like Winston Churchill said that knowing what is the problem it's already fifty percent of the solution. And most of the people do not, you know, they, they cannot, they cannot say that yeah, I have a problem because it means that you know you're a failure and you know an ego and stuff like that. But having said that, I think that one of the most uh, interesting thing is more of a mentality and cultural uh, differences. And here in Israel, you have to understand we're we're we, we're called the startup nation. Hmm. Why? Why start an issue? There's so much bright ideas. There's so many unicorns. You know, there's the amount of uh, of big companies or global companies is is endless. Hmm. And every Israeli sees himself as some sort of a salesman. In a in a in a position, you know, uh, in a in a in a sense. So when you're saying something very smart, by the way, I couldn't agree more. That when you're building a business, you have someone that is technology side, business side or sell side, whatever. Here in Israel, it's a little bit mixed, especially in the early stages of the seed, seed plus. So the guy that is responsible on sales doesn't necessarily mean that he comes from a background of sales. He's just been doing it because he's good at it. He has 
he has the vibe he has the but he doesn't have the methodology he doesn't have the right set of skills he doesn't know how to how to leverage those skills into sales and building partnerships same as how you do it uh, perfectly so i would say that when i'm coming to this company i'm i'm looking at what's been done already mm-hmm. i'm just giving them kind of a best practices and say you know what it's not that what you're doing is not wrong or right i'm saying okay look what i did or look what i did not only for one company but one after another and said can we take a little bit of that can we try it here can should we should we talk to other person by the way there's a lot of companies that said you know i'm not the right person for you because you need to build from scratch and it takes time and you don't and it's a focus so so it's a it's a, it's an ongoing process. I hope I, I answered your question. Absolutely. If we kind of look ahead uh, a little bit, we kind of know that um, globally it's going to be a little bit more challenging. You know, there's there's no kind of like hiding behind the uh, the sofa to know that um, we're going to have to work a little bit harder um, over the coming time. But it's also about being a little bit smarter. What are you ad- um, advising your seed? businesses to do from a business development standpoint at the moment there's a large part of um businesses for for the israeli startups is done outside of israel um are you advising people to go straight to north america um and just sell straight into there funding you know lots of people will look at pre-seed and thinking to get to funding as quickly as possible there's going to be less funding around maybe um depending on the vc you talk to um they think there probably is going to be a similar around amount for the uh for the early stage but you may need to be bootstrapped for longer so what what's mm-hmm. what's your kind of advice that you're giving to these people saying like what the strategy for business development is going to be over the next uh for 2023 i think it's a great question but it's a very big question you know so it's a very complex question because i cannot narrow it down to to one single you know piece of life advice because i'm still struggling it with myself you know i have to be honest you know yeah. I, even though i'm on advisor board and titles and you know whatever but i still face it every time well building you know building the right strategy building the right strategy for the right company but I would say in general, you know, in general terms, and maybe I'll share share a little bit from my experience, mm. is I always tell my, you know, my the people that I work with, I say, listen, it's not about working hard. It's not even about, about working smart. No, it's about working on the right things, on the important things. And then I ask, what is important? What is that you want to, to do right now? What End of 2023. What happens? We sit, around, you know, we sit at our desk and we we look at, you know, all on what we've been achieved and and what what do we want to achieve, and not necessarily, you know, going out to uh, to other markets or North American markets is the right answer. Why? Because you still don't have the trust. You still haven't have. You, you still didn't have the design partners. You still haven't, you know, brought any money from the local market. You don't know if it works, you know, to go on the the, the global market, it, it's a lot of resources, focus, and you have to adapt. You have to, you know, you cannot adapt to the, the global market to yourself. You have to adapt to the global market, right? This is why I'm writing, uh, you know, I'm uh, also a blogger. I write for the uh, Israeli Association of Marketing. This is a major um, uh, professional uh, blog for, for marketers in Israel. And uh, and I always say, listen, guys, you know, I, of course, every dream of a startup is go to the global market, but let's think about the milestones. Mm-hmm. So this is my word of advice. 
working on the important things, the, the things that you have an impact, measurable, mm-hmm. measurable impact. Second of all is uh, milestones. Okay, what should what can we accomplish now in the next whatever one, two, three milestone that would have a decision? Okay, now is the right time. For example, I said, okay, have we sold to one one person in Israel or one company in Israel? Have we received any feedback? Mm-hmm. Do we have, for example, what what you guys are doing? Do we have strategic partners to to get us to the global markets? Because I'm not gonna, you know, with two or three people, I'm not going to try and sell my services. It doesn't, you know, doesn't make sense. I have someone that can build that trust and rapport for me. Mm-hmm. So this is why I'm, I'm also saying, okay, do you have those resellers, those uh, strategic strategic partnership? So this is how I kind of uh, look around. I'm not, you know, trying big, very, very met- uh, meticulously, w- one step at a time, baby steps, I call it. I, th- I think the milestones are really interesting. How often do you see where organizations have kind of um, said, right, over the next 12 months, this is where we're going to get to, but actually have the the mini goals in between of how you get to that? Because quite often I see, right, this is what we want to achieve by the end of the year. And then you get lost in day by day. And it's like, what we'll do is by the end of the year, we'll see if we got what we what we achieved. And the milestones that you, you seem to put in there absolutely make sense. You have your big goal and then you have your markers along the way um, to get to it. Here's, here's a big question for you. From your experience, when is the right time uh, for a founder to bring in his or her first AE to the business? You know, in my opinion, you should start even before you start, you should start selling even before you have a product. This is my opinion. Listen, I'm a sales. Yeah. So this is what I'm doing. I'm, I, I, more, you know, a lot of the times, you know, I my my CTOs or the people I'm working on from that tech perspective, I think they get something that close to heart attack when they're mm-hmm. working with me. Why? Because I'm, I, I I come back to them and say, okay, we sold it. So what we sold, we don't have nothing. Okay. Yeah. Now now you have to develop it, right? Yeah. But this is how I work. I have to find there is a demand for it. So many startups, you know, great ideas fail because right ideas, but nobody wants it. You had something to say about it. Well, yeah, because you've got you've got two sets of founders, don't you? You have a founder that's worked in a big institute who's seen a problem and thinks I can build technology that can fix that problem. So you've seen it, so you can go away, build it, and plug it straight in there. Then you've got the second founder who just comes up with an idea that they think the world wants, but doesn't necessarily test that the world needs it. They might want it, but a want is a very different to a need. What you described there, found, founders should be very much involved in that selling from 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 day one to be able to, to get the feedback and actually develop the product where it is. But once they've started that motion, once they've got some logos through the door and, and people paying for the uh, for the product, when when in your mind is the right time to say, we need to not just have, because I think founders should be involved all the way through, but when it's not just founder-led sales and they're bringing in um, someone else, what key indicators should founders be looking for that goes, right, you're ready for a uh, a salesperson to come into the business? Hey, that's, a, that's a really good question, James. And, and I would say that for me, from what I saw again, from you know the startups that I've been working with and my experience in 10 years, is first of all, it really depends on the type of product or service that you're selling because there are a lot of companies that you can, you know, you can just bring a reseller 
You know, if I'm, if I, you know, if I develop some sort of a plugin, I do not need, you know, I don't need, you know, a sales manager to do it. All I have to do is just reach out to all the plugin resellers, for example, you know? So it really depends on the type of product and service that you're offering. The second one is really depends on the type of uh, customers you're approaching. Is it B2C, B2B, B2E, B2G, you know, business to government. It's really, really complicated about that. So what is the market that you're currently working with? What is your segment? What is your product? And sales should bring only after, only after you, in my opinion, again, only after you have some sort of a design partner that you're already working with in some sort, it doesn't have to be a paying customers, but it's already have to be a little bit, a, li- a little bit after your PLC, a little bit a- afterward. Why? Because sales manager, you have to understand that a lot of co-founders that I, you know, I meet, I'm meeting with, they have this imaginary world where they say, oh, I just bring a sales manager. So a sales manager will bring me X amount of mile. Yeah, I can grow and da, da, da. But but a sales manager has to, you know, it has to be facilitated in the right way, it has to be onboarded in the right way. It means that, for example, if we're going to work together, you're going to say, James, listen, this is what's been working well for me. You know, if you're a new sales manager, this is what's been working well for me. This is the type of segments that I've been working on. Let's do more of the same. And this is the type of customers that I think should be the next the next one that we have to approach, please try that. But everything is measurable. Everything, you know, after one month, we come back and we'll see. But then I'm not just letting you, you know, kind of go yeah. and good luck. You know, every two days, okay, James, I told you, remember our end goal? Okay, how did we get a little bit closer to that? Thank you. What did, what what do you feel? What rejection? So so a little bit after the POC, this is the, this is the answer. What, what do you say? What do you think, James? So from 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 what I've seen, um, it's when you know that you've got some form of uh, repeatable process that you've seen, but also that there are more leads coming through, perhaps than the the founder uh, can deal with on their own, um, and you and you look to spread it out. That probably starts to give you an indication that there is probably more more salespeople. I sometimes see it where it'd be like, well, we'll bring that person in who's going to go out and generate it. And I think, again, that comes down to the type of business that you're in. If you're in a mid-level commercial um, business, then you, you you really want the leads, um, the pipeline of, of, of business coming through. And I'd be working on the marketing side of it hard um, before you bring the AE in. If it's enterprise large, then you might want to bring the salesperson sooner because it's a it's a it's a, it's a longer game and you need to build up. Um, but you have to be at the right uh, price point to to have to be able to afford to bring someone like that in, um, and uh, because you can't expect immediate results because immediate results won't won't arrive. So yeah, so for for mid to commercial, there there has to be some sort of repeatable process. Um, for a salesperson to uh, to come in and uh, and pick up the reins and um, and do would be would be my side on it. So to, to to move on to the next stage from that, one of the biggest challenges for a um, a tech founder is hiring a salesperson, and and reason being is that they've probably not done it before. You know, probably ninety five percent of tech founders come from a tech side rather than a commercial side how do you do it how do you what's your process to identify good salespeople? it really comes to 
asking the questions. You know, on, on my interviews, I'm asking a lot of questions, but I'm also giving them a story, a story about my startup. Why? It doesn't matter if you know. It doesn't matter if they hire me as a as a CMO or a second opinion. By the way, I'm I'm I have a lot of hours where where they just invite me to to be a second opinion to you know, Alex. We have some brilliant sales, whatever. We really want to move forward with them. We need your second opinion. And then I come along and I just ask questions, and they say, you know what? We decided not to go along. We didn't like his answer, right? So this should be when I'm when I'm doing this interview. I, I would say. I would recommend to do some sort of a, um, a balance between telling a good story to the to the person in front of you, saying that you know this is a this is a great company, this is a great opportunity. Why? Because you want him to be hooked from the very first beginning. You know, even on the interview level, you want to say, you know what, I have to do my best to be part of this club, but be part of this story. And second of all, I'm asking questions not about what you did in the past or stuff like that. I'm just asking questions that say, you know, when you when it, when I'm saying, you know, what is a, kind of a, give me a word that describes you. I'm assertive. I'm, uh, you know, I'm top performer. I said, okay, can you give me an example when this word, you know, came, came, came along? How did you express it? So, yeah, well, we had a problem and I solved it. That was the number one. I said, great. So I have a lot of uh, questions like that. And then I'm, I'm always looking what type of salesperson is the right one for their organization. Why? Because you know, it, it, again, it's methodology that I've been building on, you know, for, for years now. So there are organizations that say, yeah, I need a sales representative, which is, you know, very vague, you know, very big title. And I say, okay, is it inbound, outbound? Mm-hmm. It's a huge difference, my friend, a huge difference. You know, outbound is those are hunters. They're mm-hmm. getting in the morning saying, okay, I don't have any leads. Go get them. How you get them? The cold outreaches, it's really, you know, you have to really understand how it works. And I've been doing, you know, my life outbound. I'm not doing inbound. So you need to be really focused on that. Okay, so inbound, this is a different, a little bit different set. You have to warm it up. You have a funnel. You need to be sure. Uh, okay. So then I'm asking those questions to the, before I'm even interviewing, I'm asking the um, the founder or the CEO, I'm saying, okay, Let's just define what type of cells do you need or your organization needs. And then I ask him this question. And then I just want to make sure that we have a match between the organization needs and correct needs. Because, for example, we found out a lot of times he said, yeah, I need a director of sales. I need a partnership manager. And then we found out that, no, he really needs something very similar to BDR. You know, BDR, yeah. Sales and a BDR, you know, not, again, not not to offense anyone, but it's just a different scope of uh, business and responsibility i need a, a vp of no we found out you know you need just a senior sales representative sales yeah because the vp has to do a lot of things so uh, those are the questions uh, and i always have to make sure that if the type of product requires uh, uh how assertive you have to be you know because if you're selling a service so it's more of so i see as more of more soft sell and a hard sell if it's a product a little bit more hard and more, a little bit more assertive so it's you know this is kind of the balance that i'm doing the opportunity at the, this the, the story of the opportunity and who is the person in front of me so on to mentoring so you've got this 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 mentoring side that, that you do what's this community because i always talk to to, to founders particularly first-time founders to say that you need a mentor you need someone else that you're that you're talking to i quite often say that 
you need a, um, uh, a second time founder as a uh, as a mentor um, because they tend to do things very differently. What's this mentoring program that you're involved in? Who comes along to it? What do they get out of it? Thank you for the question. So first of all, it really depends. So you, we have like really, uh, we have, uh, well, I have uh, founders that's really like starting their first business, they're in their MVP or still trying to get this MVP and have already seasoned uh, veterans that already have after the third st- startup after the third the exit even you know mm. and i think that my usp to the market you know my my sales pitch my unique sales pitch to whatever i'm doing is i'm less on the theoretical side of things i'm more of a practical side of things and sales is practical and and the reason why they keep calling me back is because they see growth in sales that's that's the only parameter and 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 there you remember you told me what is my mentorship. So I tell you, business, sales, marketing, management, and a lot of the times it's it's a communication. You know, it's a communication um, challenges. Yeah. You know, I've been asking him for several times. Okay, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. So what what's so it's not of why. It's okay. Let's let's figure it out what he can do. Maybe it's you know far stretch for him. Maybe it's you know too. I don't know. So. I'm really like kind of looking to small things, but also in the very big and important things. And of course, everything has to be related with sales. So for example, you know, one of the mentorship that I just, you know, just the morning before we even started, he's a CEO of big, big companies with over 150 employees. And he's been um, working on bringing sales, the right sales for his organization. And, you know, we broke down, you know, here, again, this is from this morning. Yeah. We broke down all his sales process. And then I said to him, listen, you don't need full cycle right now. Yeah. You just need someone to reach out, someone to, to prosper. Da, 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 da. He said, yeah, you're right. So instead of thinking about someone that's going to cost him $10,000, he said, no, you know what? Just for right now, I need with all this, what, what's happening uh, in the world, I just need someone that can help me with one, two, three, four, five. That's it. And that doesn't cost $10,000 a month. Yeah. Not at all. Like it. And and that's look, that's sound advice. And that's the only advice you can get from people who've been there, seen it, done it, uh, who understand it. So I always look like you it's been it's been great chatting to you and there's some 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 really good bits of information come out from there. Before I let you get back to your day job, um Thank I you. always get my guests the opportunity to ask me anything. I've obviously fired a uh, a lot of questions uh, over to you which you've answered very well but uh, you get the opportunity if there's a question you've always wanted to ask a recruiter this is your your chance to uh, to put something to me uh, and i'll do my best to answer it uh, as well as you have okay Let, let's make a deal i'll ask you this question only if you ask me this question is like back back to my yeah. uh, back to my sure. court what is the number one question that you ask your sales rep that you immediately know is the right one or not like immediately yeah this is the question that boom, boom so when i'm qualifying a candidate how do i know immediately if they're going to be uh what we're looking for top performer let's say this way a, a top performer I, I guess to to know whether or not I, I guess it's very difficult in one question to to get that uh to get the answer Interv- you're in interview james you're in interview in an if you're it's, in an interview give me one question if it's if it's in an interview to to get the question that I would ask, which would lead me on to the the right path, would be to get you to tell me about your biggest deal. Um, your biggest deal, okay. Reason 
being so give me some context behind that um they'll know good a players will know their biggest deal and they'll know it inside out and they'll be able to tell you everything about it um mm-hmm. and what i'm trying to find there is that um do you know your numbers okay average to below average don't tend to know their numbers uh because there's, there's nothing to write home about two I can then find out exactly what their involvement was in this deal. Okay. Good. Did they play a major part in it or did, uh, or was it a much more of a team effort, which is fine, but I know what I'm dealing with, particularly in early stage. Have I got a team? Okay. Or do I need someone who's gone out there and done it themselves? Looking at bits of, particularly when you look at contract negotiation, some pieces um, around it. Um, so, so that would be my opening questions. Uh, and then there'll be other bits that go around it. That's on the skill side. Uh, on the character side, I ask what motivates them? What's their why? Because great salespeople have a why that they are trying to get to. Um, mm-hmm. So it's what do they come back to me? Do they think about it? If they're thinking about it, they're trying to come up with something that's good. If they've got a why, they'll tell you what it is. Um, and then there's a few questions around that, that I would test to see whether they've just told me something or whether it is something small, like it might be, I want to buy, like just throwing something out there. I want to buy a Ferrari. Okay. Then I'll be like, what's it like to drive? I've never driven one. Okay. So you'd like to have a Ferrari rather than that's what I've done. Somebody who wanted, they've been, I've done on test days. I'm in love with it. Um, I know what the costs are. I know what Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It's called smell the letter, you know, smell the letter. Yes. You, you you can visualize it. You can, I, I, I completely yeah. agree. It's a great, you know, great questions. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. See so, you're going to answer it now. So I have one question, you know, in the in mid of the, it's with, towards the end of the interview. And, and, and let's say I, I like them, you know, I like this, um, the candidate, I see a potential. I've asked, you know, a lot of questions, but then I come with a statement. Yeah. I come with a statement. I'm not coming with an, with a question. I'm saying, I'm coming with a statement. And here it really defines for me, again, it works for me. I wouldn't recommend it to do to anyone because, to everyone because it, yeah. you really you really have to read the room and the nuances yeah. it's all about the nuances and let's say we had a rapport with the, with the candidate and all good it's his opportunity we just we discussed about everything and then i said something like that and, and it's a statement again i said listen well james you know you're super nice i i see that you have the right sets of skills you see the opportunity you're working with here and then you say yeah yeah of course but i have to be honest with you listen i'm working only with top performance and I'm hiring only top performance to my sales team. And I'm sorry to say, I don't see you as top performer. And then I shut up. You know, I shut up for 10 seconds, 15 seconds. I don't even say a word. It's called a loud silence. Yeah. Why it's important for me. And I want him, he received his first rejection. Yeah. And in sales, it's all about rejections. Yeah. And then, and then magic happens. Again, what I see. Does the one say, okay, thank you and goodbye. And then I know that he's just, you know, he's he's not the right person because I, I'm looking for hunters. I'm looking for real. And then there are as doors, there are those that say, well, Alex, what, what made you think that? Listen, I just told you that I'm one, two, three, four. I am this, I'm that. You know, he's trying to convince me otherwise. And I say, you know what? You're right. You passed the test. Thank you. I really like you. Because and then I explain what I'm doing. I, I I'm not you know trying to be a douchebag. I'm just trying to explain what I just did. And he said, "Well, you know what? I appreciate what you did because it really made me understand that I want this role." A great friend of mine is also a, a sales leader. He has one question that he throws in at a random time, 
in the interview, which is what makes you laugh. Um, and so he'll be just chatting through, asking a question, going through and just, just out of interest, what makes you laugh? And he doesn't care what makes them laugh. But what he's seeing is how do you react to a question that's been asked to you that you don't, you weren't expecting. You don't understand. You've not, you've not prepared. And what he's looking for is someone to repeat the question to buy themselves some time or just come up with a, uh, with an answer. What he doesn't want is an awkward, uh, yeah. basically you're rabbing headlights. You've been caught, uh, caught out, which I thought was always a very interesting um, line of sight um, put into uh, to play. Alex, thank you so much. Thank for your you. Time. It's been uh, an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's the second time I've had the time to, to chat to you. It's been great. And I'm sure uh, there'll be a lot of people that'll be uh, really appreciative of the uh, the information they've had there. Just for interest, if there is anybody who's listening who's thinking about mentoring uh, or the lecturing that you do, how do people get involved? How do they reach out? Is it best to do it through LinkedIn, email? LinkedIn email is does work for me. I have I've been working with eight different emails, but LinkedIn I only have only one. That's the best well, way. Every company, every company is has its own email. It does indeed. Um, all right, Alex, thank you very much. I will let you get back to the rest of your day. Um, thank, you. thank you very much for your time. Take care. Take care. Thank you, James. 